Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia once again. This is the whole truth and nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And yes, we're coming to you live once again from Atlanta, Georgia. And yes, we we are looking at the world through the eyes of of the word of God. Okay? Now 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 we're looking at the, 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 the events that are taking place all around us today. We're looking at everything that's going on in the media. We're looking at all the things that are going on uh in, in social media. We're looking at all the things that are going on uh in the in the area of politics in America. But but most importantly, we have to look at things as, as you know, as as being seen through the eyes of God, where are we are, where are we today in Bible prophecy? Where are we in the Word of God right now today? And and today we're going to be coming out of the book of Ezra. We'll be coming out of the book of Ezra, the first chapter, and we'll be dealing with the first seven verses in that in that uh, in that first chapter of the book of Ezra. Uh, but before we go into that, let us let us go in prayer for the situations and the circumstances that are facing our people as a nation of people. And when I'm talking about as a nation of people, I'm talking about black America right now, who we are and what we are facing as a nation of people. First of all, we have to realize who we are, who we are, okay? And, and that seems to be the problem right now because the most the best kept secret in the world is, is, is not, you know, what they're doing in NASA. The best kept secret in the world is not what they're doing in Afghanistan or Iraq or Iran. No, the best kept secret of what's going on in this world today is the nationality of who we are as the nation of black America, as, as who we are. And that is the that is the biggest secret in the world today, because they have stolen our 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 identity. They have taken away our nationalism. They have taken away our name. They have taken away who we are. And and I want to reveal to you, as I've been revealing to you for the last three years, as to who we are. We are the children of the Most High God. We are the children of Israel, the real children of Israel, not that nation that's over there that's claiming to be Israel. According to the book of Revelation, third chapter, it says, I know those who say they are Jews and are not, but they are imposters. They've been trampling down the land of Israel for this long time. And according to the word of God, they're going to be trampling down the land of Israel until the coming of the Lord. So that lets us know that we are the children of the Most High God. According to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 68, it says, yes, and if you disobey me again, God was telling his people that if y'all disobey me again, yes, you're going to be taken into captivity, into slavery again. But this time you're going to go by ship into a strange land, a land that you've never seen before, and you will not see the land of Israel until the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which has been played out right before our eyes. And we, as black America, we are the only nation that went into slavery by ship, taken from the coast of Africa, brought over to the coast of America. And and this slavery began for black America in 1619, uh, we saw we saw the first slave ships coming over to America, and and in 2019 marked the end of that 
400 years that God said we were going to be in captivity. All right, we're going to be in the book of Ezra because Ezra shows how God fulfills his prophecy. And I want you all to know that right now God is fulfilling his prophecy. All right, let us go. Before we go into Ezra, let us go into the book of Genesis, which I've been I've been in the book of Genesis from the beginning of this year, and I'll be in the book of Genesis until the end of this year. Uh, and we're at the 15th chapter of the book of Genesis, the 13th through the 14th verse. And the 13th verse in the book of Genesis, the 15th chapter, it says, And he said unto Abram, and God said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. Pay attention, church. And also that nation whom they shall serve, I will judge. And afterwards shall they come out with great suffering. Church of a living God. We have been in this America for 400 years, and we have suffered in America for 400 years. This strange land, we black America are the only ones that fits this description. We are the only ones on the face of the planet that fit this description. The Jews that are in the Holy Land right now do not fit that description. Uh, the Africans that are in Africa right now do not fit that description. We, the children of the Most High God, can only be identified as those who fits this prophecy, and that is us, black America. All right, let us, let us pray. Father God, we come before you right now in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We come seeking your face for understanding. We come seeking your face for knowledge. We come seeking your face for direction. Father God, right now we pray that you that you pour out your spirit upon all flesh, Lord. For we pray right now that you begin to move by your power, begin to move by your might, and begin to open up the eyes of our people, Lord, from the youngest to the oldest, Lord, open up their eyes that they may know who they are, Lord, that they may know that they are the children of Israel, that they are the children of the Most High God. And, Father God, we're asking right now that you pour out your spirit, Lord, upon us, O oh Lord, that we may walk in your knowledge and walk in wisdom, and that you will open up the scriptures to our understanding, that we may see your word and understand your word. Father God, we give you all the honor. Father God, right now, we give you all the glory. Father God, right now, we give you all the praise. In the name of Yahshua, your son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray, amen, and thank God. So let it be done. All right, we're in the book of Ezra. I don't know why I'm rushing because we have an hour show today, and I want to take my time and go through the scriptures with you to show you who we are and to show you why it's so important that in this day and time we pay attention to the word of God, to, to hear and understand that God is a God of promise, that God is a God that stands over his word and he fulfills his word. Everything that's been prophesied in this word of God has come to pass. And as I told, as I shared with you in the book of Genesis, the 15th chapter, the 13th to the 14th verse, when I said that, that God said to Abram, know for sure that, that your seed shall be strangers in a land that is not theirs. You know, and, and that describes America to the T. Okay, because we come from Africa. We come from the land of Israel. We come from Jerusalem. We come from we come from what they call the, the, the tip of the horn of Africa. All right. And so there's no white people in Africa. Okay. Those those white people that you see that are in Africa, that are in Egypt, that are in Iran, in Iraq, in those countries what you see there today. They are conquerors. They are people that came there through by war. 
you know, they didn't they didn't just they, you know, the, the, the people in, in Egypt that are there, they come you know, they came there, you know, as an acts of war. Uh, you know, they did they weren't born and raised there. They they didn't they that's not their nationality. The people that come from that come from Africa as we can tell, they are mostly black people. They're mostly people of color. So how did how did how did all of this happen? All right, this happened according to the prophecy of the Word of God. God led us step by step through His Word, and He told us that if we fail to keep His commandment, if we fail to keep His judgment, if we fail to follow His covenant, that that we would be cast out of our land, that we would no longer be able to dwell in Jerusalem, that we would be scattered to a strange land, which is this America, and that we would have to sojourn here in captivity and going through all types of persecution for 400 years. But that after that 400 years, God was going to revisit his people and he was going to reestablish his people. He was going to bring us back into the knowledge of who we are as being the children of Israel. And he was going to, and he was going to judge the nations that judge us. And right now, we are seeing that judgment take place. From 1619 to 2019, you know, marks the end of that 400 years. Now we're in the year 2020, and we are seeing the judgment of God. This coronavirus affected the whole world, okay? But it did not affect the whole world. It affected those countries and those nations that enslaved us. It affects those nations, which America is one of them, you know, Great Britain and all these other nations that afflicted the people of God. All of those nations are being affected right now by this coronavirus. And, 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 and although the media is trying to hype it up that, that black people are, are, are most at risk of being infected, well, well, from what I see, our people are withstanding the virus. Our people are, are, are living good. Our people are eating good. We, we are moving along. And, uh, and we are not being so much affected by this virus as others uh, nationalities are being affected by this virus. All right. All right. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast, and we're coming to you live once again from Atlanta, Georgia, and we're coming to you with nothing but the whole truth. All right. Let us get in the book of Ezra. Okay. What I'm telling you is that God stands by his word. And he watches over his prophecy to fulfill his word. All right. Now, now, now let me give you a little backdrop on, on the story in the book of Ezra. Because we're talking about, we're talking about, we're talking about King Cyrus. And we're talking about the rebuilding of the nation of Israel. Of Israel. But I want to give you a backdrop on the story. All right. When 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 Jerusalem was in its power, when Jerusalem was in its prime, okay, the prophets came forth and prophesied to Jerusalem that 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 they needed to to repent, that they that that God was asking them to turn back to Him because they had gotten so far away from the knowledge of God, they had gotten so far from the covenants of God, they have gotten so far from the commandments of God because. They were a superpower, like America is a superpower, like Russia, like China, and and they wanted to, they wanted to be like the rest of the nations of the world. They wanted to, they wanted to, you know, to show themselves as a mighty nation, and 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 they wanted to, you know, to 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 step away from the covenants of God, you know, just like the church nowadays, you know. They've gotten so caught up in the in the in the in the in the in the in churchology that they've gotten away from the true meaning of the church. That's why God had to close down the churches. You know, He shut the doors of the churches in order to reestablish His people, in order for His people to get back to the basics of 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 of, of, of the gospel one on one. 
you know, you know, in in the, in the beginning, the apostles they fellowship from house to house, and they fellowship they fellowship from each other's living room. They they fellowship and they broke bread and they ate and they broke the word of God from house to house. Well, right now the church doors are closed and the people are breaking the word from house to house. Right now we are worshiping online. We're worshiping through by multimedia. And uh, we're worshiping through Zoom and through Periscope and through every other means of, of online ministry. So, so we kind of had to go back to the basics of, 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 of worshiping God. Okay, and so and so and so, what are we saying here? We're saying that if you put, you know, the first commandment is that I am the Lord your God. And that you should have no other God before me. That that we should not worship anything, you know, other than God. But somehow, mankind, we started worshiping, we fell in love with the church. And we, we worshiped the church. We, we That became our God. Instead of God becoming our God, we began to worship the church. And therefore, the doors of the church were closed. And now that the doors of the church are closed, you find that people are, are getting themselves back in right relationship with God. They're going back to the basics of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, going back to the basics. All right. All right. This is the Whole Truth, Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast, and we're coming to you live with nothing but the whole truth. All right. Let's go into the book of Ezra. The book of Ezra, the backdrop on this story is that that the, 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 the prophet Jeremiah had came out and told the people that if they don't repent, they were going to go into captivity. And the prophets prophesied to Israel that if they didn't repent and to return back to the covenant of God, that they were going to go into captivity for 70 years. But there was going to come a king. But they prophesied that there was going to come a king. And the king's name, the Bible gave the name of that king before he was even born, that his name was going to be Cyrus, and that's spelled C-Y-R-U-S, that Cyrus would would become the king, and he would restore, after 70 years of captivity, that he would restore the nation of Israel, that he would restore Jerusalem, and that he would rebuild the temple that had been torn down and the walls that had been torn down in Jerusalem. All right? And now the book of Ezra picks up right there at that point. All right. And it reads, the first chapter, book of Ezra, first verse. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, the king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, Thus said Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven has given me the kingdoms of the earth. And he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judea. Who is there among you of all his people? His God be with him. And let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. And whosoever remaineth in any place where he sojourneth, let the men of his place help him with silver and gold and with goods and with beasts besides the free will offering for the house of God that is in Jerusalem. You see, you see, God raised up a politician. God raised up a ruler that would that would fulfill his prophecy, that would fulfill his word. And God named this young king before he was even born. 
to show you that God stands over his word and that God stands over his prophecy. Now, let's go back to the book of Genesis. Let's go back to the book of Genesis, the, uh, the 15th chapter and the 13th and 14th verse. This is why it's so important for black America to pay attention to these scriptures that I'm giving you today. Because these scriptures apply directly to you. They, they don't apply to anybody else in the world more than they apply to you. And, and, and I know people want to say that God is not interested in black or white or, or brown or green or yellow. Yes, God is interested in his people. And we are the children of the Most High God. This is the one thing I want you to get through your mind. If you don't get anything out of this message today, I want you to get this one thing out of this message today, that you are the children of the Most High God. Now, everybody else, everybody else, and you can talk about Hispanics, you can talk about Hawaiians, you can talk about uh, 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 Asians or uh, uh, Caucasians, you could talk about any other people in the world, all of those people were grafted in. But you, black America, you, when I say black America, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Canada, I'm talking about North America, South America, Central America, I'm talking about the islands, I'm talking about all of you that were brought here through the slave diaspora. You are the descendants of the Most High God. Why? Because the Catholic priests put out a decree in the 1500s that, that, that all of you should be captured, that they should look for the house of Israel, and they, that they should take them captive, and that, that they would go into slavery. And you can look this up for yourself. You can research this for yourself, that they weren't looking for the Africans, they weren't looking for the Ethiopians. They weren't looking for, for the Nigerians or for any other people. They were looking for one nation of people, and that was the children of the Most High God. That was the nation of Israel. And so all the places where we had ran, all the places where we had fled down into Africa, they, they, they sought us out in Africa and took us captive in Africa and brought us to America. All right. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And I'm coming to you right now with nothing but the whole truth. All right, let's go into the fifth chapter of the book of Genesis, the 13th verse. This is God speaking to Abram. And God said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not there and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. All right. What other people in the world, what other people on the face of the earth do this fit? Do this history fit? This history only fits one nation of people, and that's us, black America. We are the only nation of people that have been, that have been afflicted in a strange land for 400 years. Think about it. All right, let's 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 compare let's compare the Jews that are in Israel right now. Where have they been afflicted for 400 years? We know they came from Germany. We know they they we know they are Khazars. We know they came from the Caucasus Mountains. We know that they are white people. We know that they weren't born in Africa. They were. They never in. They never inherit. They never inhabited the, the land of Israel. They never inherited and in, in, inhabited the land of Judea. They were given that land. They were given that land uh, after 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 World War after World War Two. They were given that land. You know. And 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 they and they and they established they established that land and they gave it the name of Israel. So 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 they fulfilled the scriptures and I'm gonna go back here in the book of Revelation and read it for you so that you'll know for yourself that 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 this is the word of God. And this is the word of God. That that God said that yes, they they're going to be 
They're going, he said, I know those that say they are Jews, but are not. But they are imposters. And, uh, and, and that they were going to be inheriting, they were going to be inhabiting the land, and that they were going to be inher- inhabiting the land until the time that, uh, until the time that, uh, <clears throat> that God would come and reestablish his covenant with them. All right, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth uh, radio broadcast, and I'm going to ask you to hold on for just a second. Glory to God. All right. This is a whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We have a we have a caller on the line right now from Chicago. <laughs> and my brother, Greg Greer. Say hello to the people. Introduce yourself, my brother. Hey, good morning, audience and, and everyone listening in. I am Bishop Greg L. Greer. I'm the founder of Freedom First International, and I am a brother in the social justice movement with uh, our good brother, Pastor Lionel Gannon. I've known him for a probably better part of 10 years now, You're and just man. been on the front lines doing the work. That's what it is. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, hey, hey, man, I was in the I was in the book of uh, I was in the book of Ezra where God fulfilled His promise to the children of Israel. You know, saying that they were going to go into captivity for seventy years, but after that seventy years, God said He was going to reestablish the kingdom. So I was using that scripture in the book of Genesis, uh, the fifteenth chapter, the thirteenth and fourteenth verse, where God said that. That no, they told Abram, no, for surely that your children were going to go into captivity for 400 years. But after that 400 years, he was going to bring them out. And 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 so, bro, you know, we are living in that day right now, right now. And yeah. uh, and that's what I was sharing with the people today. So, what do you have any comments or anything like that? You know, first I want you to let us know what's going on in Chicago, and then uh, then you can tell us about. Uh, about how you feel about those scriptures. Well, first of all, Chicago is an ongoing uh effort and it's gonna it's gonna take folks from around the world such as yourself just to be paying attention and, and be a voice in the matter. Even though you may not be on the ground per se, we we still need as many people around the world and the eyes and ears of those around the world to to be there in spirit and truth with us. Amen. So what I'm saying to you is that when you talk about it and share the information, speak it in a truthful sense. We know that Chicago is a a challenge with community violence, Uh, brothers killing brothers, they killing us, we killing us, meaning the police, police brutality is is a problem. And, uh, I mean, we just have so many different obstacles and barriers but to God be the glory, there are those of us who stand in and, and stand in true liberators and we just we just continue to fight the fight day in and day out and that's what it takes. It takes interactions based upon liberation and, and folks who are committed with Christian thought, serving and challenging mm-hmm. the structures of oppression to make that change happen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, well, I, you know, when we talk about when we talk about when we talk about you know uh, what the, I, I hate to use the word black on black, black on black crime, black on black violence. You know, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm aware of the media's attempt to paint that dark picture of of, of, of black America, okay? Because you know. You know, white people are killing white people. You know, Hispanic people are killing Hispanic people. Oriental folks are killing Oriental folks. But that ain't what you see in the news. You know, so 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 you know, share with the people about the about the misnormals of this media and and what this media is putting out here now. As, as well, well, in a nutshell, what it is is it's it's about 
how people radicalize thought and they interjected it into, into every segment of things that we are thinking are seemingly normal. I mean, you know, we uh, we uh, we have reached a, a, a movement called cancel culture, and what cancel okay. culture is is you see the, the bringing down of some of the statues and some of the the Confederate statues and and uh, a lot of the things. Aunt Jemima was retired, you know, and we had grown up and we lived with these different idealisms and images for years, so they became normal to us. You know, it wasn't anything to see a Confederate general statue being honored in the middle of the town square, especially in areas in in the South, like Georgia and South yeah. Carolina. And, you know, those were normal things. And not to see them there is almost as abnormal as it is normal for us to see them. So, you know, well, we well, have been doctrinated. Guess what, bro? I, I, went to, I went to Georgia Military College. <laughs> I went to Georgia Military College, the the very same college that they built as a as 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 uh as they had West Point in the north, they built Georgia Military College to train the officers of the South. And and bruh, I can tell you from the barracks we stayed in, from the 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 the, 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 the statues on the campus and everything is still to this day representative of the Confederate South. Go ahead. Well, you know, I told one of my brothers down in South Carolina when Fort Jackson changed this name, you know, uh, I would be there because that's where I went in Fort Jackson. Jack, general Jackson was a Confederate general, as mm-hmm. racist as they come. And, you know, you can go down the line and go to all of these different uh, uh, places. And, and I, uh, I, I just want to say that we have to start thinking about the, how we are the product of political radicalization, political radicalization, meaning that the radicals have interjected these things in our thoughts and our processes, and we accept them, even right down to the news. And we don't know that there are things that we should research for ourselves, we should understand and interpret, but I mean, we can listen to what they have to say, but find out for yourself find out, research, put the, when you hear a stat, when you hear a stat that says COVID is spreading amongst the black community uh, uh, more than it is the white community and that sort of thing. Well, I'm not saying that that is not the truth, but then there is a reason why it's being uh, uh, spread because of lack of resources, lack of, and those things have to be pronounced just as much as you say the stat, because you would think that we were all out here spreading COVID or whatever else, and it's not the case. So what I'm saying is, is you don't see those types of things happening to other communities, other other uh, races like you do in our community. So there is a still a consistent effort to indoctrinate us. We are put us in the wrong agenda, and there are those who now who make who want to make us a distant figment of the past. They look down mm-hmm. upon us, and when it comes to international and human affairs, you know, they say that we have no part at the table. Well, I like to say that they're wrong. I like to say that we have placed part in every aspect of many communities around the world and even the building of those communities, be it be it labored, be it voluntary or involuntary, we were still an intricate part of building most societies around the world. And uh-huh. that makes us more global than non-global, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And 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 I and I go back to the book of Genesis over and over again, the fifteenth chapter, that thirteenth verse, and he said to Abram, Know for assuredly that your that your seed, that your descendants are gonna be are gonna be captive in a strange land and they're gonna be abused in that land for four hundred years. And if we count from sixteen nineteen to twenty nineteen, that marks the end of that four hundred years. And God said, but no for surely, he's going to bring them out of that captivity. And not only is he going to bring them out of that captivity, he's going to judge the nations that judge them. And now we're seeing that judgment take place right before our eyes. The prophecy of God fulfills itself right before our eyes. And so, so I'm telling the people to, to pay attention to, to, to the word of God, to pay attention to what's happening 
around the world because, because, because you know, these things are happening right before our eyes. They're happening right before our eyes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we have to be able to distinguish when we see what we see in the struggle and, and what's real versus what's not, and then interpret it from the standpoint of our global perspective and what's good for us. Listen, if, 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 if it's not for me to get involved in what's going on in Israel and the peace movement out in Israel because my community is shattered, then I have to put focus on where my energy is, and that's back into my community. You know, um, uh, um, there's organizations who bring, who take us in, they want to take us in every aspect of what we do that, that is not for us, not about us, or even not pertaining to us, but they want to envelop us into that. Even a particular government of the United States of America and this particular president, you know, there are struggles around the world that they, they mm-hmm. want to take us into. Now, they'll take our army labor, like you said. We can fight in the army. We can be the best on the front lines and that sort of thing. And I'm talking about black America, which you had mentioned. But yet, yet and still, and that goes back all the way back to even the Civil War and probably even before that, probably the Revolutionary War. You know, but there's not a lot of documentation um, that I know of. I'm sure that there is some somewhere with research, but how we interjected and we fought in those wars and we changed a lot of the face of those wars. So what I'm saying to you is that we have to be able to research about our struggle. We have to understand our struggle and we have to interpret what is necessary for us in our community from this point on. And it's okay, Pastor. Again, mm-hmm. it's okay to think tribalistically. They don't. They didn't want us to think about. They did, They wanted to. They wanted us to stay away from tribalistic thinking. Meaning that it's okay for you to think about what's going on right in your community and how your community is represented first. And that's why when I say think tribalistically, yeah, that's what we learned from Africa. Those are traits that was taught from us from Africa, but they they put a negative interjection in our minds that we're not supposed to think like that because those are hedonistic things. Well, those organizations had organizations and civilizations well before civilizations that we know of even today, and they were advanced, and they had natural resources, the likes of which are unheard of. So what I'm saying to you now is that we have to go back and we have to rewrite history. We have to think about things not only from a standpoint of how to liberate our people from a physical, but we got to liberate our people, the poor black people around the world, young men and women. We have to connect the dots and help them understand how to liberate yourselves spiritually meaning that there is a God and how God is, how we think about God and how people in shanty towns think about God. And then we have to capture the understanding and amplify that voice and give it legitimacy. And then, then after we do that, we have to think about how we educate our people from an intellectual standpoint, how we learn more than Christmas addicts or we learn about the great generals of Africa, or we learn about the great civilizations that existed in Africa and Asia. We don't know those things. And I, the half, half of a uh, majority of the uh, 99.5% of the time, you won't get that in elementary school or high school, or not even in college, unless you take a African thought class. So what I'm saying to you is these are the things that we have to correct going forward as we enter into a new world and a new day and age. And, and education and education is the key, is the is is one of the keys that when we when we started the SCLC Stop the Violence and Incarceration campaign, we based that on economics, you know, economic development and educational development. See, I grew up in a time where, where you know, my my parents, my grandparents, you know, they were like one of the third largest black construction companies here in Atlanta back in those days. And they took, they, 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 they sent us to private school and the, the name of the private school and those that are in Atlanta from the old school, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about was called Hollow Brooks Academy. And in Hollow Brooks Academy, they taught us the real history. They taught us the history that included black history, you know, and right now, the, what, what our children are learning in the school system now is not the complete history. 
not the complete world history. It's, it's a history that's being taught from a one-sided point of view, and mm-hmm. and and so we were a lot. So we were able to come up knowing the truth, okay. And, and as, as and as I was growing up in the era of Dr. King, and you know I was around like ten years old when all that stuff was going on, and so I was aware of exactly what was what was happening. I was aware of, of the marches. I was I was when Dr. King was assassinated. I was there when they burnt Atlanta down. You know where they had the riots and all that stuff took place. Uh, so 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 we have a knowledge of that. But the generation that are here today, they have no knowledge of who they are. So you're absolutely right. We're going to have to we're going to have to make a conserv- conservative conservative effort to teach our people who we are, where we came from, and and I think that's going to instill a pride in our people. I think that's going to make the young men pull their pants up. I think that's going to make the the young woman you know dress herself appropriately. And what I'm seeing in Atlanta is phenomenal. What the way the way our young people are dressing, the way the, the young girls are coming outside with their hair, with their with the with the beautiful coverings on their hair, with a mask on, matching <laughs> matching their Afrocentric clothing, and uh, you know I'm just seeing I'm just seeing a, 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 a an awakening. Let me put it like that. I'm just seeing well, an awakening. Well, what a, I want to chime in, and then uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and depart from you, if you don't mind, if I have your mm-hmm. blessing to do that. But let me just say this: um, when you talk about black thinkers in the United States, you know we can we can name a few, and I'm not talking about Dr. King, even though he was a black intellectual, but he's known mm-hmm. as a he's known as a freedom fighter or a civil rights leader. Not so much from he's not known from the intellectual standpoint, even though that was an intricate part of his his DNA, right? But mm-hmm. when I say black intellectuals, I'm talking about people like James Cone, and you know he was trained in uh, uh, he was trained in modern theology at uh, Garrett Theological Seminary, which is one of the biggest uh, sem- um, um, Methodist seminaries in the country, and he wrote a dissertation on Carl Beth and emerged from a European theological mold. He graduated when he graduated. The civil rights movement was ongoing in the '60s, and the Black Power movement was emerging. And he came to think that his theological education could not speak to the Black radicals who were rejecting the African American churches. Now, this is a very important point. So he struggled how how to respond. He struggled with how to respond with criticism from Malcolm X in that time frame, especially with Malcolm's claim that Christianity was a white man's religion and that would always keep black people in bondage, right? So Coyne recognized that black people were being oppressed, but not only from political systems, but also by religion itself. And he joined with other black pastors and religious leaders who were calling for black theology, not depending upon white theological categories, but one that would speak for the people in the midst of their freedom struggle. And his work, I'm saying his work, was the work that Dr. King um, studied. Uh, he uh, was in um, afterwards, it wasn't the initial when Dr. King was in school, but he developed a fitting response to these problems. And the product of his effort was uh, the uh, structure for what we know as the theology of black power. You feel me? So what I'm saying to you is that, you know, um, it's okay for us to be us. We didn't think about that when we were in our day and age, when we were coming up. You couldn't be radical-minded. You couldn't be a Malcolm X because that was looked at as being a social outcast movement. You know, it wasn't the norm. We had to be more like, you know, we had to be the ones who turned the other cheek. Well, I'm going to just say this to you as a bishop. I'm in charge of over 25 structures, and uh, I have a social justice network of over 60 networks around the country and growing. Those are 60 communities around the country, and we're talking hundreds of thousands of people. But I will say this to you in a nutshell, and then I'm going to divulge back to you and, and exit. But we are at an intersection in history, okay, right now an intersection in history that we can be who we are, we can change our circumstances, and we can rewrite history. 
we don't have to accept the themes of the past. As a matter of fact, I would say before long, forget about those themes. And now we got to go back and rewrite history, go back to the fork in the road where we were left at. And think about our struggle from the standpoint of where we went wrong. Was this? And think about it. It's okay to say, hey, maybe the civil rights movement wasn't, you know, it did what it did, but maybe maybe there were different aspects that could have been brought out in the civil rights movement. Maybe before we tried to segregate segregate the schools down in Arkansas and down in, you know, in the South, maybe before we tried to segregate those, maybe we should have thought about keeping separate movements and, and, right. and developing our own individual niche and our own individual schools and highlighting those. And that's the product of the HBCUs. You feel me? So what I'm saying is now is the time for us to start thinking about how we are, where, what is our political, our natural, spiritual standpoint, and stand in the crest of history, and we can change history right now. And we can think about it, and we don't have to look back. We don't have to be negative about what where we came from. But now it's a chance to embrace those things, take them to a whole nother level, and build the future that we need to build. All right. All right. Bro, I appreciate you coming on here. Can you tell the people about how to reach you and 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 uh and and talk a little bit about the about your ministry and what's going on? Well, you can reach me, you can Google me. My name is Bishop Greg, G R E G G Miller Initial L, last name G R E E R. My my ministry is Freedom First International, which is a social justice ministry. I do have a ministry which I'm connected to called the Urban Christian Leadership Initiative, and that's a growing group of pastors who are liberation theologists, meaning that they do the work of Dr. King and they stand in history like Jesus Christ did. These are true liberation theologists. It's important that we not forget that aspect of our, our faith struggle. Liberation has made changes, but that means that we have to stand up for the oppressed. Um, you can reach me at um, freedomfirstinternational.net. Again, Google me, Greg L. Greer. And also I have a growing international media network, which somebody who I know of who I'm talking on the phone is going to help me build, which, you know, we have over 60,000 followers, Black America World News, and we have three or four more media outlets which uh, are growing as we speak. So, hey, we're telling our stories for our people like they need to be told from our own perspective, from our own vantage point. And I won't accept anybody else's portrayal of who we are and who we're supposed to be. Glory to God. And I'm happy to be a part of that. And, bro, I mean, I mean, this thing is taking off because we're getting ready to start our own uh, uh, TV and radio network here in Atlanta and I'm just excited about that. Glory to God. Glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming on, my brother. And and wow, I mean, this 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 was a blessing. <laughs> this was a blessing. Yes, oh yeah. Sir. Well, brother, we got to do it again from the standpoint of two men of faith, from the standpoint of two freedom fighters, and the stamp from the standpoint of theologians and the standpoint of intellectuals. These we have to put up, we have to come together as much as possible, continue sharing as much information as possible, especially now. And I'm going to use Joseph Biden's words. Joe Biden said, these are dark times. Yeah, I'm going to say it right now. These are dark times, man. We see sin growing as a response to, to it's no, it's as a response to the world growing increasingly darker. It's supposed to do that if we follow scripture, but the bottom line is we don't have to grow dark with it. We can we can be we can be the light. Amen. The light. Amen. Amen. So I appreciate you and I look forward to a further communication, okay? Thank you for having me on. All right. Peace and blessings. All right. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. That was that was Bishop Greg Greer Cup joining us from Chicago. Uh, man, I'm just excited about what's going on. I'm excited about what God is doing in these last days. I mean, hey, look, y'all, we were talking about, we were talking about, you know, how how back in the days of separate equal, which I was was able to grow up in part of that, uh, in part of that, you know, separate equal. I've seen that. I actually went to the, our own private schools. I actually saw, you know, when we 
when when you know Malcolm X was saying that 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 we wasn't trying to that we wasn't trying to integrate into America. We were trying our at that time it was best for us to be separate from America to have our own. And and that's where we are at this point right now. Well, I'm going to be encouraging you pastors, those you leaders uh, in education, that you that you that you that you start your own charter school, that you start that you give some alternative to our youth, that they can go to schools where they're going to be taught real black history, where they're going to be taught real history, you know, world history. And when you when you look at the world from the point of real world history, you're going to see that that we are the chosen people of God, that we are the the true nation of Israel, that we are the are the descendants of the Most High God. All right, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. We're down to our last final minutes, and uh, and I, I want to share with you. Uh, uh, you know some scriptures that's that's going to let you know that that you are in the right place at the right time, and and, and God placed you here for a purpose. All of you that are out here in the ministry right now, just like the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. It's letting you know that it's time for you to separate, to come ye out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. It's time for you to come out. Of the come out of the of the of the of the of the what I could call it uh, the assimilation of American culture and to get back to our own culture, which our culture is is that culture that is found in the Holy Bible. That Bible is about us. If you want to if you want to study true Black history, then then you can start in the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. That is your history. That is your people. That is who you are, church of a living God. We are the descendants of the Most High God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel Gannon coming to you once again with nothing but the whole truth. Peace and blessings.